Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Finance Minister Pascal Donoghue has no plans to tax high earners and highly profitable companies in a once-off solidarity tax. This comes after the Green Party Junior Minister Joe O'Brien asked Mr Donoghue for a single tax on high earners and companies that have been highly profitable during the pandemic. Now, last week, the International Monetary Fund, the IMF, said its biannual fiscal monitor reports that companies which prospered during the pandemic and high earners should pay a solidarity tax. This would help to reduce social inequalities, uh, which have been exasperated by the crisis, according to the IMF, and help support those who are hit the hardest. In a letter to Mr. Donoghue uh, and Public Expenditure and Reform Minister Michael McGrath, Mr. O'Brien said this would help with the social recovery of the country. Now, Sinn Féin also suggested 2019 a wealth tax to fund large increases in spending. Now, we're going to, by the way, have to get in some taxes somehow over the next 20 years because this pandemic has cost a fortune. So, they had suggested at the time as well a target to the wealthiest of the country, the 0.25% of the population, with a 1% tax on the portion of their wealth over 1 million. It also proposed a 5% high income levy on individuals earning over 140,000. I don't know whether that was individual incomes or individual households, but anyway, it is proposed to taper out tax credits for those earning over 100,000, but less than 140,000. So if you earn over 100 grand, you'll end up paying more tax. So here's the question I want to ask you. Let's take the figure of 100,000, okay? And I don't want to misrepresent Sinn Féin or misrepresent um, anybody else, Mr. O'Brien or anybody else, but I'm asking you a question. And the question theoretically is, should we tax people who earn more than €100,000 an extra 5% tax, let's say? At the moment, they would be already on the high tax bracket anyway, and, and nearly half their earnings would go on PRSI and tax. But should we tax them a little bit more? Seems they're earning so much. It's kind of Robin Hood theory, isn't it? You tax the rich to give to the poor. And that's what you do. That's what societies do, isn't it? But let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. Remember, of course, always remember that the majority of the population of this country pay very little tax. The minority of the country and the minority of the people earning and working in this country pay most of the tax. The big companies pay all the tax, really, don't they? Hmm. So the number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Should we have a wealth tax or a tax for those who earn more than €100,000, an extra tax? 087-188-0008. Lots of people, by the way, say, have your blood pressure monitored now. You're on the edge, says Kevin Limerick. I am on the edge, Kev. I need to get it checked. Probably you're right. Ashton got hers checked during the week. (laughs) She's on the edge, too. The only vaccine that Michal Martin will be getting is the sack, along with the rest of the Muppets in the, at the ballot box is Joe and Cork. Well, Joe, you're entitled to your opinion. That's what you do in an election. That's called democracy, isn't it? Uh, Seamus, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Seamus? How's it going, Niall? How are you doing? Good. Seamus, in relation to a wealth tax of over 100,000, or uh, what Sinn Féin kind of t- suggested a while ago, tapering off credits over 100,000 and a tax at over 140,000, yeah. but theoretically, a tax over 100 grand. Do you, I, is it a good idea? Well, in theory it is, but to be honest, just to give you my opinion on it first of all, right, these are statements being made by members of the government who are now cut out, all right? And did, bearing in mind that people now are free to go out and meet up and chat and catch up and 
aired their thoughts in the last 12 months. One common denominator is the, the, the mess, or the continuum of a mess that, that Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael leads in this government. Over the last 12 months, it's been more apparent to everyone than ever before. And since they gave themselves 12, sorry, two, sorry, excuse me, four pay rises in the last 12 months, the latest of which was €9,000 to ensure that all of their TDs were earning over €100,000, which is a pretty sickening task given the state of the country and what people had to go through. I mean, it was just, it was disgraceful. But now what they're doing is they're effectively throwing monkey nuts at the private sector people to uh, some sort of moral grounding or even the public sector to gain that public support. Throw monkey nuts at the people to say, let's keep them happy. Let's throw out some sort of ethical moral ground whereby we'll, we'll tax the wealthy. We'll mm. tax everyone with a hundred grand or, or more in their pockets. When the reality is, these are the same people that gave those four pay rises while the country collapsed and thousands of people lost well, their I, jobs. Well, I only noticed yesterday in the Irish Independent, they're still hiring more advisors. Advisors on ridiculous amounts of money. And whose money? Oh, and then we have the, the, the head of the HSE, Aaron, and what was the figure? 430 grand? 460,000 euro right? Including expenses, yeah. 50,000 euros. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. For what? Can I ask you? And this is the same man who... In, in, in tandem with... Well, I'm assuming, um, by the, the way, if you're earning that much money, you'd be paying a fair amount of tax anyway. I, yeah, I, I, I mean, we yeah, can I'm have sure, a go I'm at sure. politicians anyway, but I'm just... I, I mean, I but agree with you. That, that man, is the, that man is Paul Reid is the head of the HSC. During the pandemic, right, after governing, basically, the cervical check scandal, which is still killing women in this country, young women that should be alive... Well, he, wasn't, he wasn't there during the... the he, he may not have been. He's the, he's the head of the HSC. He is now, yes. That, that other guy they gave an award to um, who was reading the numbers out, Mr. Houlihan, he's, he's also co- uh, he has a part responsibility in the cervical check scandal and the government are giving these people awards. Oh, I know, but there was an international amnesia about that, wasn't there, really? <laughs> well, you know, that, that's, and that's one of the statements we've made on your show before. Is, uh, one thing, after all of this, hopefully we might see a change. And the only thing that's going to do that is the lack of... Um, the, the one thing that we need is to, for people not to get amnesia when they get to the ballot box next time. But they, do, but they, the do, but they do every time. time. But, here, but here's the point, Seamus. They don't really yeah. have much of a choice. When you talk about a national amne- amnesia, right... And people gave out about, sorry, sort of, for example, Fianna Fáil getting involved. But people gave out about people voting for Fianna Fáil after what happened to the country 10 years ago. But in saying that, you've only got a choice of three. Well, I mean, Labour really are not a choice anymore, are they? Because nobody's I'll really voting for Labour. I mean, maybe, maybe they are for some people. But you've got Fianna Gael, Sinn Féin and Fianna Fáil and Labour if you want to vote for them. The Greens, well, they're always going to get the minimum amount of votes anyway. So, I mean, realistically, you don't really have a choice. And they're all singing from the same hymn sheet anyway. Well, it, you know, see, the problem is you've paid opposition. No matter what you say, you've paid opposition in the... There's no opposition the, in government. None. No, the, the, only, the opposition are just paid opposition. They're all a part of the payroll in there. They tow party lines and that's it. The only opposition but, I'm seeing, for example, to legislation that's been Sinn brought Fein in... Sinn Well, Sinn Féin are not the opposition. If Sinn Féin were in charge in this pandemic, I mean, I've listened to some of the, the, the members of Sinn Féin talking about it, and they're all for... Some of them have suggested zero COVID. They, they'd actually have us in a worse lockdown. You know, they may, they may well do. I have to be honest with you, Noel. I know it's like the best of a bad bunch, and that's the reality of it. So the Hobbs but if choice, you, if, yeah, if you're not, the, way, the only thing people can do now is if you're not happy with the status quo and you've seen the state of it over the last 12 months, I mean, it's, it's, more, it's actually almost 15 or 16 months into it now. So if you, if you want the status quo, 
well then that's the rock you perish on. So how you could vote for the same thing again, over and over again. At least, you know, the government has generally reforms itself upon demand by the people every two to four years, depending how bad things get. People can always have the freedom to head out into the streets and demand a general election. And if enough people take the streets to do that, the press can't avoid it, especially the international press, which is more important, including the UK press, and the government will have to issue a general election. However, if people sit back and accept the status quo, that's what you get. I think this country needs a change to try the change. If you never try a change, you'll never know what could have been, except for what you have. Do, do, you, remember Lucinda, okay, do you remember Lucinda Creighton, uh, the, the original Renewal Party? Yeah. Okay, so the change yeah. she wanted was a complete overhaul of the tax system, whereby we would yeah. abolish expenses, tax credits, and everybody paid an amount on every penny they earned, which I thought was actually a really good idea. I know Michael O'Leary had suggested something similar many, many years ago. Uh, It's a complete change of the whole tax system, uh, which would have been a great idea. It would do away with people, um, I suppose, avoiding tax rather than evading, but avoiding tax. Um, But getting back to the tax, I mean, my thinking on it is, if you're earning, say, 120 grand, by the very nature of the fact you're on the highest tax bracket anyway, and by the very nature of the fact you're earning 120,000, you're paying more tax. Well, yeah, you are paying more tax. I mean, as I said, like I was saying to um, somebody else there, like you know, the, the, the only there's not much of a difference between somebody earning seventy five thousand gross and say, for example, one hundred and ten or fifteen thousand gross after tax, after PRSI, and after all the adjustments. Half it's gone, yeah. Half it's gone, but like there's not much of a difference between that and that. So you know, if you're talking about statement tax, whereby or statements to the public, whereby we're going to tax the wealthy. In my opinion, maybe up you'd probably want to up it further or create a new kind of tax rate for somebody you may perhaps earning so what earn a tax put a tax bracket of like 65 cent in the, in the euro for somebody earning 150 grand it's I, so hard to, to, to but to, I think that's grossly unfair because where's the well, where's the encouragement for people to be successful then well you know it, was, well, it goes back to well, my, my point and it is anyway I have to say no, is that I, I, I don't agree with anything really that this government say anymore this, these are statements coming from people who are in power who gave themselves four pay rises and 12 months of hell in this country. Mm-hmm. I mean, try not to forget that, and let's, let's hope the people don't forget that. What did your government do in the 12 months of crap that you had to endure? They gave themselves four pay rises. It was one of the first pieces of legislation they rushed through the doll while aiming... Um, the head of the Greens fell asleep on the minimum wage vote, and then which he actually literally fell asleep. At the time. Yeah, well, it looked like he did online. Yeah, he says he did. And we all he know did. he did. He, of course, he, he did. All he was starting was snoring his brains out. Well, there you go. I mean, that, 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 these are the things that people need to remember. And at the end of the day, and I hate to say it, and it's the best of a bad, bad bunch. What we need is... Is there anybody... By the, way, by the way, sorry, Seamus, for, for, I know it's completely off the topic, but, but is there anybody in your opinion, in government, I'm not talking about independents, I know a few independents who are doing a good job, but unfortunately not being listened to. Is there anybody in government, in the main two parties, that you believe is actually doing a good job? I, I, well, look, at I'm not a Sinn Féin supporter, but I do believe, and I, I, I will admit one thing, I went to college back in the day with Pierce Doherty, all right? We were in college together at one point. We wouldn't know each other too well, but we do, uh, of sorts, you know, like in passing. You might remember me, but I, I, I think, unfortunately, we have, like, the likes of Mary Lane McDonald. She would make a great Taoiseach if she was on the right side of the fence, as you, as you put it. But, like, with herself and himself and maybe people in charge of departments of government that are experts in that area. I mean, look at Stephen Dunley. 
an engineer career politician who left his, his own um, ideologies in Wicklow to, ju- to jump ship and join Fianna Fáil so he could get a job. And here he is in charge of the HSC. And, um, and, 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 and seems to be answerable to nobody. And only it's, only well, yesterday seems more concerned about how many mentions he's getting on exactly. Twitter. Exactly. Noel, the only laughing stock in all of this are the people, ourselves. You mean people need to look at themselves and say... What happened what to the area? I mean, I, I put up a, a tweet yesterday, right, this morning, right? Let me read it out to you. <laughs> Yeah, I know a lot of people kind of follow me on Twitter and maybe some people think I'm a bit mad but however I don't care um, <laughs> um, I said where is I going to find this one here now about Groundhog Day uh, good morning Arden now this is in relation to by the way Ronan uh, Glynn saying there was a risk of a fourth wave right yeah. and I said good morning and welcome to Ireland and a year of Groundhog Day while the British are quaffing wine in the sunshine should poor old Paddy is still being told to behave or the four horsemen of the apocalypse are coming for him and my fellow Irishmen you surprise me so it's the last part of that right my fellow Irishmen you surprise me what happened to the fighting Irish? I, do you know what happened to them? Ever since the crash in 2007 right we have been bombarded Right, we for number one, we've been sold out completely by Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael, especially. They, they're the mantra of Fianna Gael policy. If you look at all of their policy, and you look at the net effect of statements they make, and their their media spin and all the rest, the Fianna Gael policy predominantly, in line with Fianna Fáil support, has sold the Irish people and their line of thinking out to Europe. Ever since the crash in 2007, we have been bombarded with rules and regulations on how we should... Nothing, live, nothing like money. we have dealt with in the last nothing, year. Nothing, nothing. Now, that's the line of... And that's could you imagine, and I said, I, I said this today, and I don't want to go back to COVID and keep talking about COVID, yeah. right? But could you imagine um, back in 2000 and the end of 2018 when we had a bad, really bad flu season and Leo Varadkar yeah. suggested that nurses and doctors don't take any Christmas holidays. Do you remember that? And, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, could you? And because the HSE is a mess and always has been, right? And no, no yeah. reflection on the doctors and nurses who work hard. Fix it, by the way. You know? Yeah. Oh well, they failed to fix it for twenty-five years. But anyway, yeah. in saying that, could you imagine at that time if Leo Varadkar and Michal Martin and whoever else happened to be who was well, who was minister? Oh, minister of health was Leo Varadkar, I think, at the time. Yeah. Uh, could you imagine if they had turned around and said, "I tell you what, we're going to do. We want you all to stay at home so you don't get sick, uh, so we can fix the hospitals." Everybody would have turned and went, are you mental? Are you mad? Should they be calling to be taking the streets saying they're sacked? I think we've lost that mind. But that's what's happening. But hang on. But that's exactly what we've done now. We're saying we don't want to get people sick so we can manage the hospitals. This is Michal Martin's creation of mess. Michal Martin actually created the HSE 25 years ago and he's failed to. Yeah, from the regional hospitals where we originally had the regional. What was it? The. um, Yeah. Regional healthcare, wasn't it? What was it called? That's right, yeah. Yeah. Now, he, he created this system and he failed to fix it. Leo Varadkar has been in power for 10 years, practically with, uh, under Enda Kenny uh, beforehand, and they failed to fix it. And they will continue to fail to fix it because they... But should there be the year now where we knew they would need more ICU beds anyway? Which we needed them anyway, whether it was COVID or not, we needed them. Yeah. We need more beds, we needed more people, we need more staff. And they still have done nothing about it. Well, how far does it go? I, I hate to say this, but the way the, the way this country is operating at the moment with people in power who are holding positions that they have no credibility for. I mean, we all know, the whole country knows that Stephen Donnelly is a lame duck and he's about to be knocked off his pedestal. I don't know. I, I, think, I think they're quite happy to see him sit there because they believe that he's so arrogant he can take all the abuse uh, that he's getting, be it online and everywhere else. Well, and, it doesn't and, 
you know, when you look at the, the public sentiment, it doesn't surprise me that the likes of Leo Varadkar, you know, a spin artist on, on social media who uses that as a laboratory to test his own levels of public empathy for him, you know. These are people who are like, act like sociopaths before the public and the public can see what's going on. But the, the, the power is in their hands. So either... What you do is, well, yeah, but at the end of the day, the power has to be in somebody's hands, Seamus, because we, well, live, we live in a society that needs a government. It's got to be in the people's hands, and they've got to really just look at themselves and say, look, if you want to continue the status quo and accept this defeat, you don't forget, the people seem to forget that we're all getting older as well, right? If you have children involved into the future growing up in this, is this the legacy? Is this what you, the system that you want to hand down to your children? Okay, well, 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 stay there for a second. So the, the bottom line is you don't really believe in charging those I, who are wealthy more I tax. don't believe in this because this is it's statements of spin coming okay, from okay. the government who gave themselves more pay rises and are throwing monkey nuts at the private sector to keep everyone happy. All right, That's okay. All oh, 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 they're bankro- bankrolling everybody, yeah. Oliver, exactly. you're, are, Oliver, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How are you doing, Oliver? Good evening, Niall. And... Uh, yeah, good, thanks. Uh, uh, do, and, you, um, do you believe we should be uh, charging more tax or bringing in maybe a new tax band or maybe a, a 5% tax levy on people who are earn over 100 grand, let's say? Um, there's no simple answer, Niall, but um, I suppose if, if, let's say a person, let's take a, 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 an example of a person, uh, has a half a million euro of a mortgage, 30 years of age, two kids, earns 100,000 a year, well then surely... A person in the same job in maybe a, a Roscommon or somewhere, just as an example, where their house was 120,000 and there's no kids. So if you put a person working in a factory um, who earns 35,000 a year, there's probably not too much difference in the, the amount of buying power that those people would have. So what I'm trying to get at is if they did introduce... So li- the point is they're living by their means, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So if they did introduce a penalty which I, uh, it would have to be means-tested. Like, I know there's tax bans and stuff, but this would have to be... I don't know how you'd work that into our, into our progressive tax system. We have, apparently, a progressive system. The more you pay, the more you earn, the more you pay. Pay as you and, earn. Yeah. yeah, exactly. As you earn, yeah. Um, so it's a very stubborn... Taxation is stubborn, and that's one of the problems with would, would, it, would it not be a better idea to abolish the whole tax system completely? As Renewa mentioned, as Michael O'Leary said many years ago, I think Michael O'Leary's suggestion, I can't remember Renewa's exact suggestion, was to charge everybody 10% on every penny they earn. Forget about tax credits, forget about claiming for expenses. Everybody pays 10% on everything they earn. Yeah. Well, what about the people at the bottom? 10%. Yeah, yeah. I can, yeah. I Everybody suppose. just pays 10% Thanks. on everything they earn. <clears throat> well, you know, I just, well, I just, I just come in sorry, there. Sorry, I, I just think two seconds. In line, if you were to pay that 10%, I, I, it's good in theory, right? You know, unfortunately, what we're dealing with is, even if you take 10% of everything, and in theory, I get it, right? I get the figures and how that would work. But unfortunately, we have people in government, you know, doing diddly squat with this money. They don't know how to spend money bar on themselves. Yeah. Look at the two billion euro hospital to no avail to the public. Two billion. Yeah. Uh, but by the way, it's, not, it's, it's a lot more than two billion now. Well, look, this is GDP money on a hospital that's to no avail to the public. They're wasting funds. We, we need people in power in departments that are experts. Experts in an area. I want someone in charge of the healthcare system who is a healthcare professional. No, I've often said this. Okay, so should this we have? Just, should the minister for education be a former school principal? Should the minister for finance be an accountant? Should the or, or a financial I, well, speculator? It would be apt. It would be apt. Yes, it would be apt. It would be a step forward from what's going on at the moment. Minister the for moment, justice, a barrister. 
<laughs> well, we did. I mean, yeah. Alan Chatter's a, he's a he's a solicitor, isn't he? It doesn't have to necessarily be someone who could be an academic, you know, mm. who study law or knows the system, you know. I mean, but like, look, that's just in theory, but it, it, it's going to be a step up from what's going on at the moment. If you, whether you take 10% off everybody or you take, you know, an extra 5% off or a living, where's all the money going? It's not even the money. Yeah. It's like, it, 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 it's almost akin to, the, to, to the, the solutions that have been thrown at the HSC for the last 25 years. Throw money at us. That's not the problem. It doesn't need money. It needs a whole revamp and reshuffle. Absolutely. No, I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more. Sorry, yeah, Oliver. Sorry, yeah. Go ahead, Oliver. Sorry, you want to yeah, say Yeah, well, I, I absolutely 100% what the caller has just said. We just, we react. We're a reactionary. We're, we're characterised by reactionary governments. There's no plan. And COVID no plan, has no there's no, there's no thinking. There's no joined up thinking. There's no department in, departmental communication. You had that. Um, uh, you had. Do you remember the vaccine when it first, when it first. Sorry, the hand sanitizer in the schools for the kids. Mm-hmm. And the Department of Agriculture notified the HSE that that was an issue in America three weeks before it broke in the Communist Channel. I mean, RT. Or, <laughs> I can't remember. The Communist and, and, and Channel. That's, that's, that's a fact. And or, as long as RTE are controlling the narrative, because they do, there's no, there's no real voice that the independent decision to. And this taxation is a brilliant smokescreen for everything that's going on with quarantine. The economy's battered, and I, I don't know. Like this is a really unpopular tax, whether you would agree with it or not. And it's another thing to get. Well, no, no, I, I, want, I want. I do want to clarify, by the way, that the reason I'm talking about it is that. Um, Joe O'Brien uh, from the Green Party, junior minister, by the way, uh, suggested this uh, single tax on high earners who have made money during the pandemic. Now, Pascal Dunne, who has said he has no plan, no plans for it. But I did, that, while I was talking about it, I mentioned that Sinn Féin had mentioned it back in 2019 during their budget as well. Uh, and again, it's reactionary. Mm-hmm. No, just, it's just, there's no plan here in this country. No look at, uh, look yeah, at the yeah, UK. Look at everyone. You know, California. <laughs> Everywhere, everywhere. So I just took California in there, yeah. Absolutely. I don't, know if, I don't know if I'd like to live in California, let's be honest with you. Texas. Now look at all these countries that have, 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 are starting to recover, and they're recovering quite quickly. But it, it's part of, it's all to do with just taking our attention away from what's really going on. I mean, some, some people are texting in here, Seamus, and are saying, Niall, rubbish, O'Reilly was a doctor and useless as the Minister for Health. Of course, Leo Varadkar was also a doctor and Minister for Health. Um, and Kenny was a school teacher. I don't know if he was ever Minister for Education. I mean, what do you say to that, Seamus? No, I, yeah, I just no, I just agree with those stockholders' uh, comments there completely as well. well. I think it's a joke. I think it's an insult for the people. I think... Whoever you elect in next, whether it be independents or if you go for the opposition, and personally, I would say, given what we've been through in the last year, I think people have been stuck at home listening to your radio show amongst other radio shows, like unlike the likes of RT, you know, and listening to the real news, right? And if you want the truth about what goes on in Ireland, look at the UK news or listen to your private radio stations. What do you what do you, what do you listen to, Seamus? When you when you want to watch the say say for example, there's a break-in story, right? What's yeah. the what's the first thing you'll switch on? Well, I don't really. I, how do you mean? Like uh, online or uh, on, on, the radio? on online, on radio, on TV? I sure have to be classic hits for um, uh, no, no, them. No, no, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> but, but but apart from me, I mean, if you were to want to, I mean, obviously, I, this is not a news show. We're more of an opinion show, yeah. so we give opinions on news that's already usually out there. So if you're looking for a breaking story. Are you going to go to Sky News, CNN? I mean, RTE. Uh, well, obviously, well, not, you told me not RTE. To so. be realistic, like, you probably you know um, Sky News is biased as well. But Sky News, if you want the truth, you'll probably sit down the local BBC or ITV and try and get something. 
But they all have their own bias, don't they? They all have their own agendas. They do, but I mean, I have to be honest with you, RT. I mean, just to put perspective on this, right? You know, there's all COVID, 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 COVID on the RT news or the RT, any form of news in the RT over the last 12 months. Not once has any politician in government been challenged by a reporter working for RT on the RT news about the backlog of cancer patients, the 900,000 people and growing on waiting lists. That's one in four in this country and waiting lists for essential surgery. No one's been challenged on it. It's all just with, as that other guy said, it's all with the narrative. And unfortunately, people... Well, it's it's with a narrative of supporting the government guidelines. Yes, and that's... that's, And sure, look, don't forget, at the beginning of this, 2FM is a radio, it's not a radio station, but unfortunately, it's one of those stations that's a part of RTE. Does does 2FM still exist? Jennifer Jennifer (laughs) Samparelli was on it, on her show, and at the start of the pandemic, she she opened it up, she offered to open up the discussion on mask wearing at the start of the pandemic, straight away the show was axed. That the topic was axed. Well, the topic is axed, yes. Yes. And who's the, who's the government uh, narrative? RT, who owned the station. I mean, you don't need to be a rocket scientist to work Well, I, I think I've discussed that on many occasions, the, the merits or merit are not, not having merits to, to wearing masks. We discussed that at the very start when masks were brought in first. the discussion to well, the I public. Mean, I, I, don't believe, I don't believe anything is off the table for discussion. Everybody's entitled to an opinion on everything because if we start, you know, silencing people who might have a different view, well, then we're in an awful lot of trouble, aren't we? That's where we are at the moment under Fianna Gael. I mean, look at the, the do you know Joseph, is it Minister State Joseph and uh, Madigan. In, in line with Josephine Madigan. Social media camp. Yeah, Joseph, Josephine Madigan, is it? Yeah. The Minister yeah. for State. She felt it was important only about uh, three to four weeks ago to, to create a, a social media spin campaign to replace the word man with woman wherever oh, I she saw felt that. it offended the women. I did, I did, I saw, I, but mind you, in fairness, she was pulled up on it by, I know she was on TV3 that night or when Virgin Media won on The Tonight Show. She was pulled up on it and, and she, I mean, everybody kind of had a go with her over how daft it was. But she deserves it. Well, she, well she, at the time she did because it was more important things happening in the country than to be focused on that. I'm sure she had better things to be doing. Uh, stay there for a second and, and let's get back to what we're talking about. But Marion, you're in Ireland's classic kids. How are you doing, Marion? I'm not so bad. Marion, uh, you know, a tax, you know, for the, the big earners, a higher tax. So even if you're earning over 100 grand or even the multinationals or whatever it happens to be, uh, more taxes for them. Is it a good it's idea? Not- well, I'm, I'm always listening to the champagne socialist sh- shouting about, um, and I've heard Mary Lou, she's not the only one, wanting to tax um, people who are earning over 100 grand, as you say. Yeah. What I, what, I, what I picture in my mind, and I'm open for correction if anyone disagrees with me, what you're talking about are medium-sized, small-to-medium local businesses, really, more so, when you target them. And, well, and, and should we target them tax. for more tax? Sorry? Should we be targeting them for more tax? Not the hundred grander. No, no, the multinationals I'm talking about. Yeah, I... The Apples and Yahoo and YouTubes and PayPal. They're all their head offices are in Ireland. Yeah, it sounds great and I wish they would. But you know what I fear? And it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be true. They could just move out of the country. Well, that's what will happen if you do. That's exactly what will happen. And which sickens me to the core. But hang on, but see, you've got to think about it. You take Apple, for example. They employ 6,000 people in Ireland, Okay. So, okay, they may not be paying a huge amount of tax. And by the way, they still, they still are paying a huge amount of tax, right? They're one of the biggest taxpayers in this country, all so right? Comparison to you and I, but to what they... What yes, they pay a, a lot less than you and I would pay individually on tax, right? Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. but in saying that, they're still one of the biggest taxpayers in this country. So they, they pay an awful lot of money in tax. Not only that, they employ 6,000 people who pay PAYE, PRSI, 
and who are not on social welfare. I know. So you, know. you have to take that into consideration. You, that's what I'm thinking of, and I'm not defending. I think it's stomach churning. Yeah, no, I, I get you. I get what you're saying. But the, yeah, you're right, your fear is right, that if you suddenly start saying, well, hold on for a second now, you know, you should be paying a lot more in corporation tax, you should be paying a lot more uh, taxes than that. Well, then they'll say, that's grand, should we just move to another country, so? Yeah, and um, another thing that's concerned me and what I've noticed over the past couple of decades, because these multinationals are sort of with mass production and they're basically untouchable, um, what has happened is, you know, the small to medium businesses aren't able to compete with them and mm. they're closing down. And we've become too highly dependent upon them. And the main streets around many of the towns around this country are practically dead yeah. because of it. I, I, I'm not saying I have a solution. To, to, you know, I, I really, I don't know, I'm putting it out there. If somebody has a... I, I think when you see streets now, this is before even COVID came along, when you see, say, the main street of Drogheda, like a ghost town, oh, yeah, and all the local yeah, businesses yeah. closed down because the shopping centres in the area have taken all the business, I think you have to put that down to bad governing, bad planning. Uh, whoever gave planning permission for those shopping centres on both sides of, say, Drogheda, you know, deserves an award for silliness uh, because yeah. that was just a, such a bad idea to destroy bad, a small town. Planning. For example, I look at Newbridge and it has the shopping centre just off the main street mm-hmm. and it was always kept reasonably busy. Um, you have Scory, there was some sort of policy there. The, 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 the local um, county council had ensured that the leases, I'm going to, I, I think they kept the leases at a reasonable price and didn't let, um, you know, take all the main shops off the main street so it's kept busy. But you go to the neighbouring town of our club. Mm-hmm. But the shopping centre on the north side of the town and the main street is dead. Yeah, that's happened you know, in so many, sm- particularly small many, rural areas. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, there was one thing I mentioned to your colleague, and it was a little bit accurate, inaccurate with the details, but, um, for example, there is a, a lovely um, house um, not exceeding the sum of money of $1.7 million for sale in the Ratgar Mines location. Leafy area, leafy suburb, and um, belong to Mary Callahan for sale. That's nice. Well, I'm just saying, like she is the state broadcaster. Well, I, by the way, I'm not. I'm not I don't want to. I mean, Mary Callahan earns good money and has earned good money for the last number of years, so I'm pretty sure she could well afford the leafy suburb. Oh, I don't begrudge her. her and I don't. Begr- and I don't begrudge anybody. Well, there is one particular broadcaster in RTA I begrudge because I don't believe he's worth a penny of it. But anyway, I don't begrudge people who earn good money. But we have to remember because of the state broadcaster, it is taxpayers' money. Now, I don't get paid anywhere close to what they get paid. But then again, it's nobody's business what I get paid because it's paid by a private company. And my problem is, I, as you're, uh, the gentleman who was speaking to, to you before me, saying you turn on our team, it's COVID, COVID, COVID. And there's no real opposition or challenge put. Like, it's the state broadcaster. So it's the mouthpiece of the state. Mm-hmm. And this printing version is the Irish Times. They're all pro- cronies. They're all opposition. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay, so, so, so I, I think but I get the impression from all three of you that you don't trust the state broadcaster. No, no I don't. absolutely not, hundred percent. And, and and Simon Coveney has a brother that's in some high position in RTE. Well, I well now see I, people say these all the time that such and such his uncle works in RTE and he's a politician. And you got to remember, we live in a small country, 
And there's a strong possibility by, you know, pure coincidence that people might work in government and a cousin or a brother might work in RTE or might work in another radio station or a television station or in a newspaper. So that, that you know, you can't avoid that situation. They're just coincidences. No, 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 you're right to some degree. It's just that the state broadcaster is such a mouthpiece for the state. Not the people who pay for it. And we're paying for it. Like yes. Now, it can happen that brothers and siblings can differ, but there is no difference between the state and the state broadcast. So, Marion, let me ask you the same question I asked Seamus. So, a breaking story, an Irish story, in relation to, say, COVID, right, or vaccines, or whatever it happens to be. What what TV station, radio station, uh, news, online news, where would you go first to get your information that you think would be reasonably accurate? Right, um, I would, I, I listen to the radio a lot, um, local radio, 4FM, I can't stomach RTE, but I will say to you, I go online. What's your I local radio station, by the way? KFM. Kildare. KFM in Kildare, okay, okay. And um, I, I would say to you, I do glance to RTE, I would have a glance of the independent online, and I go through, uh, <laughs> I, I go through various different mm-hmm. um, news um online, like the Financial Times, the odd occasion. I go across even the British, you know, mm-hmm. um, various different um, um, media outlets. I, I don't stick with one. And I see go to the different versions. Of the show, well, you know, of what's out there to get um, different prices. But RTE is your last price. resort, is it? I it assume. is. If it pops up on Facebook to me, I glance through it. Okay. I, but sorry, I didn't ask Oliver that question. Oliver, are you still there? I am. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm hanging I'm, in. Yeah, well, sorry, Oliver. Uh, <laughs> but let me ask you the same, before I finish this up, let me ask the same question I just asked the two callers there. So if a, a story breaks, where would you look? I'd look at multiple sources. Um, yeah, I'd, I like I'd, that. And un, unfortunately, or fortunately, whatever, I'd just look to see and I just assume RT you're telling lies. Um, you I'd, make that assumption. I look for the lie okay. in it. I look for the lie in it and that's, that's just because I can't handle what's going on. I'll give you an example just very quickly. Yeah, the other day I read two deaths, 374 cases. One of the deaths was in March and another in April. Wait now, hold on there for a second so I process that. What do you mean one of the deaths was in March? This is the 6th of April. And now you're talking about two deaths today. So um, mm-hmm. they're just blindly throwing stuff at us where not many people are filtering it, I believe. So I'd go to Sky News. I'd go to maybe the Independent. Um, uh, I'd, I'd look at... A couple of times, I wouldn't touch a tabloid because it's just about, it's just, it's just silliness and sensationalism. Yeah. But that's what I would do. But I'd have no faith in RTE. Mm. I, I, I looked at one of the online, uh, I had a go with them on Twitter there again the other day, uh, one of the online uses that everybody uses, and they said, you know, 4,763 deaths uh, from COVID-19. At least Sky News have the dignity to put on their headline uh, if it's whatever, you know, 50,000 or 100,000 or whatever it is, people have died who had a COVID-positive test in the last 28 days. Yeah. That's the way they word it. They don't say from COVID-19. Yeah, it looks, like, yeah. it looks like RTE's business model for this year and for the foreseeable future is um, their bread and butter is on COVID and COVID sensationalism. All right, listen, guys, girls, thank you, Seamus, Marion uh, and Oliver. I have to wrap it up. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.